Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Down goes the team up north. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. The hashtag Maction Maestro, aka the Midwest Monster, aka Michigan Ohio Mender, and with me as always is AJ. Ain't no monkey business in Texas, Marchese. Ain't no mucking around on this podcast, Rob. Um, is, is Jeff Banks the best coach in college football? Uh, yeah, and and Jay Sweet pull assassin. That's all I'll say. We went from having Jeff Banks' name popping up as for head coaching jobs to <laughs> Monkey Gate. Um, but today we're talking all the NFL draft prospects who thrived, died, and lied in week nine of college football. Let's hit it. Going out to Vegas, gonna set my draft, gonna set my draft on fire. Seven, seven, seven. Seven rounds in heaven with my lady Driving out to Vegas, baby Looking for a Stingley or Thibodeau Who's gonna bat it on draft day? Who's gonna wage your future picks away? Who's gonna reach for a blue blood lineman? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. We have a new sponsor that you guys are going to love. Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. On Symbol, you can trade sports teams like stocks, and every time your team wins, you earn cash. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your team wins. Join the 7,000 plus early adopters who've started to invest in their favorite teams. Visit www.simbull.com to create a free account And when you deposit, make sure you use the promo code SD to make your deposit risk-free. That means even if you lose money, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. Join Symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite teams. (laughs) You want to profit off your favorite team? Be a Maction fan because we always profit on Tuesday and Wednesday night. Right now, Toledo up 7-zip. On Eastern Michigan, and this is just a preview of my Spotify green room, Maction Mania. And you're thinking to yourself, what's Spotify green room? Well, it's a live audio only sports talk platform where you can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Get in on the conversation that you listen to here every day. 
but it's only about the Mac. And that's what Mac Shamania is about. Share your own experiences in the Mac and your takes about the Mac on the app. And you, you could be featured on my Mac Mania Spotify Green Room. Uh, if you've got the spiciest Maction takes, or the coldest, because it's it's cold in the Mac. Uh, I got some takes about the Mac, AJ. You want to hear them? Uh, just one. The Mac has been bastardized by adding Middle Tennessee State. Oh, you really wanted to start the fucking show with that bullshit, honestly? That, that's the only thing of all of college football realignment, which has been hectic. That's that's what bothers me Genius the most. Genius move by the Mac. Genius move by the Mac. They're just trying to get fans, fair weather fans like you, more invested. <laughs> you telling me you don't want to see fucking the, the younger stock still, which I'm sure they're coming along somewhere, slinging the rock on a on a Wednesday Middle, night and Middle Tennessee State can't afford to fire stock still, even though they want to. Doesn't matter. He's, he's great. They never have to. Fucking you know, like you know what? Some you know what sucks, son coach just hucking the the ball around and. In a windy Toledo night? Or let's, that sounds better than that. You know what's the worst part about the, the Max editions? What's that? We're never going to get to see Bailey Zappi play in, in the Max. That's, okay, that's a great point. That's the only thing that bothers me about the Western Kentucky ad. Should have done it sooner. Should have yeah. got Bailey, Bailey Zappi's lone season in the Mac, winning the Mac title for Western Kentucky. That's all I ever wanted. Uh, I think that the Mac made the two smartest uh additions in all, in all of college football just to go over it quickly here's where we're at we've had six conferences add multiple teams so the sec adds texas and oklahoma which causes the big 12 to add byu ucf cincinnati and houston which causes the aac to add uab charlotte fau north texas rice and utsa who the college football playoff committee didn't rank uh and then the Sun Belt adds Marshall, Old Dominion, Southern Miss, and James Madison. Then the Coos adds Liberty, New Mexico State, Jacksonville State, Sam Houston State. And then the MAC adds Western Kentucky and Middle Tennessee State. Does any of this mean – do you care about this at all? Where, where are you at on, on the college football realignment? Uh, I feel like it's just going to take me way too long to remember which schools and which conference now. I'm, I'm going to permanently mix up AAC – uh, and Kuza teams. Yeah, I mean, that's but that's a bad sign for the AAC because the Kuza was like the worst. Yeah, and and the AAC was the best, and now you know what? It's just Sun Belt and Mac. That's I'm, all I care about. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy for Sam Houston. Um, I'm happy for James Madison, especially because they go to the Sun Belt. Yeah, it's a, uh, a good move. I guess the Kuza doesn't care about how Liberty feels about certain topics. Um, yeah, no, they just see football programs and they they want them. The the big loser in this is the AAC. Obviously, the big winner is the SEC. Debatable. Everyone else, I feel like it doesn't really matter that. Well, actually, the Big Twelve is a big loser, but yeah, actually, Cincinnati's ranked top six, first group of five school, soon to not be ever. The Big the Twelve is like games. the AAC now, and the AAC is the Conference USA. And the Conference USA is the FCS. And the the Max, the Big Ten, and the Sun Belt's the SEC. Uh, yep, correct. All right, anything else on realignment? I don't think so. Uh, do, what, what, is there more coming down the pipe? I don't even know. It's like they keep popping up on us. No, because, no, like... Like, that's it, if right? The, if, the, the, if the Pac-12's adding no one, 
Like the a the ACC uh and the Big Ten aren't gonna add anyone. So, it really, really, know. none of it is like I don't know. Stupid Oklahoma and Texas. I, I'm still upset. I know the the whole thing does suck. It's it's it sucks, but whatever. It is what it is. Um, I'm happy for the Sun Belt, the Fun Belt. I like adding James Madison and Marshall a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is really crazy how much that conference has built themselves up the last. I don't know. What's it? It's, it's like three, four years now. Yeah, no, they they went from I, I I think the bottom of the barrel. Agreed. Yeah. To arguably, especially with what's happened to the AAC, the the Sun Belts become the premier G five um, conference. Especially because they didn't lose anyone to the AAC. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, they they've jumped the uh, the Kusa a couple years ago, and that was that felt kind of big because the Kusa yeah. felt like they're coming on strong a little bit. Uh, a few years back, and then and then they jumped them, and yeah, I don't disagree with you. They going forward, they look like the the power six. Yeah, Keith Gill, their commissioner's done like one of the best jobs I I can remember. I've never seen a G five conference flip so quickly. No, no. Okay, like pro- programs of course, but not a whole conference. Last thing I'll say, I think it was the the new logo that really sent him off into outer space. Yeah, and the fact that sun run rhymes with fun. Those two I think things. that was pretty good. Yeah, those two things. The Sun Belt's also a better uh, conference name than any other conference. Than any other conference? Sorry, in the FBS. In the FBS. Okay, yeah, because you do love the Ohio Valley. Well, in the big sky. Okay, the FCS <laughs> knows what they're doing in they terms do. of naming <laughs> conferences. Let's rename all the conferences. Uh, good take. I mean, imagine, I mean, explaining college football conferences to a non-college football fan, they're like, why the fuck is the Big Ten? Like, those names are bad. I think it's time to change it. All right. Save that, save that for your Spotify green room. Uh, let's get into college football week nine superlatives. After a bad, to. after a bad week eight, we had a riveting week nine that, uh, saw multiple Big Ten matchups. I don't know. I think Week 9 sweet, sucks, bro. Sweet victory. I think Week 9 fucking sucked. That's all I'll say today. If you like football, Week 9 was for you. If you hate football, then Week 9 was for you. Uh, let's start. Best freshman. I think clearly um, the best freshman this week was Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. Who... He's not gonna win the Heisman, you but sure? I'm glad. I am sure now. I know who's gonna win the Heisman. <laughs> um, but six touchdowns, threw for over four hundred. Uh, Oklahoma offense looked back on on pace to be dominant after the slow showing against Kansas. The committee don't care. The committee don't care. The committee had what, what were they ranked eighth? Eight, yeah. Um, which seemed kind of ludicrous, but whatever. <laughs> Um, it's terrible. The rankings are bad. Anyways, we'll get into that. Shocking. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, Caleb Williams looks like one of the three best college quarterbacks in in college football right now. I I think the funny the funny thing is if you were to rank the three best college uh, quarterbacks, none of them are draft eligible. Yeah. AJ sitting there thinking who's the third, and I'm sitting here there saying it's C J Stroud. Sure, whatever you say. But yeah, Caleb Williams was back at it against Tech. Um, feels like he's gonna be here. He he's be him and B. John Robinson. They own the they own theirs. Freshman and sophomore. They own the SEC. They well said. Um, 
I think the other two great freshmen this week come from the Big Ten, and I gotta I gotta stump my own man here with Andrew Anthony going back to his hometown of East Lansing, never touching a football for Michigan, uh, looking like he was about to win them the game handily. Something else happened. I don't know. I, I zoned out for a bit, but he was great. Six catches, 155 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, started with a 93 yard touchdown that I felt like it was coming out of nowhere when when they got. You know, when that ball was down inside the, the two or where the fuck it was, I'm like, okay, they're just punting it back. They're down. He, he just takes a crossing around and just – I didn't even know who he was. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? He just houses it. And then he had the other touchdown with just the leaping grab um, in the end zone from, from J.J. Uh, it was fantastic. He, he looked like their best, their most dynamic player on offense uh, since Ronnie Bell went down. Yeah, his, his ball skills were – well, I asked you during it if he was a big recruit because I didn't – know much about him because i try not to watch the wolverines too much and uh but he he wearing that number one he looked good too immediately and then he looked amazing catching the ball the, but the ball skills were just off the charts it takes a little bit of the sting out of xavier worthy having another monster week by the way i, 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 didn't name I was gonna yet, say <laughs> it's kind of funny because i thought those two uh were the two best off no two best freshmen in general not named caleb williams yeah, no, I think that's – hey, you're, you're Henderson, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so I think true. those were the four best, for sure. Um, sticking in that Michigan-Michigan State game, we have to mention Cal Halliday. He's the next great Big Ten linebacker. <laughs> Gus loves him so much. <laughs> he, like – he's such a throwback. Yeah. And he he felt like he was making every tackle. Just another one of those Michigan State – Linebacker cogs in the machine. Um, I also from the uh, Troy Coastal game. I thought Kamani Vital, the Troy running back, looked fantastic. Five eight two fifteen, kind of a short, stocky, um, more physical runner. But he he was carrying uh, Troy in that that bit of a shootout against mm-hmm. Coastal. It was a good game. And then obviously, yeah, Xavier Worthy. He's he. It's funny that. Uh, Sark has Worthy because Worthy, he 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 is built like Devonta Smith. Yeah. Just he's so slight, he's yep. so wiry, but it doesn't matter. He's so explosive. Yes, and he has great tracking ability. And yeah, I don't know. A- A- Anthony and Worthy, they could have been teammates. <laughs> it's okay. They they wouldn't have figured out how to use both of them anyways. So it's a big deal. Um, Sark's got a lot of talent. He's only four and four. Is that concerning at all? Uh, yes, especially with Monkey Gate. Well, no, no. This, I think this helps. This cools the seat off for, for Sark. Because it, 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 the the team's struggling because the assistant coaches, not because of Sark. Yeah, no, exactly. I like that. Um, Okay, a- any other freshmen, or do you want to just jump over to the sophomores? No, let's jump to sophomore. We're, I, I think the freshmen were better than sophomores this week. Yes, I think so, too. I think... Although, I'll, I'll name three receivers right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jackson Smith-Najigba for Ohio State. No surprise, yeah. Par- Parker Washington for Penn State. And Marvin Mims for Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Smith-Najigba, was he the best receiver for the Buckeyes Saturday night? Well, it was, Penn State did a good job kind of keeping Chris Olave mm-hmm. at bay, I found. Yeah. Um, and Ohio State did a good job kind of s- more scheming Garrett Wilson touches. It Like, 
it, it was a lot of get him the ball in space on like in the flats just to ensure mm-hmm. he gets touches to pick up yards. I thought Jackson Smith and Jigba had the best pure like actual wide receiver game because I thought he was doing the most as no, I totally uh, agree. Uh, uh, downfield and intermediate target as a route runner like olave had the big touchdown but other than that he was pretty quiet yeah and yeah garrett wilson a lot of the stuff was more just short stuff getting him the ball on the run no they did do a good job i mean yeah olave had the one but like taking them two away but then it's just so hard when you have like the best one two wide receiver punch in the in the in the country and you do a great job of pretty much shutting them down for the most part and then you got Henderson and you got Smith and Jig, but like it's just it's it's a lot throwing at you for Penn State. And I mean they hung around for a long time, but yeah, and <sighs> yeah, just ju- jumping over to Marvin Mims, who he mm-hmm. had kind of a slow start to the season after a great freshman campaign. Caleb Williams comes in, and now he he's looking like one yeah. of the top receivers for next year as well. Um, his his first touchdown, I think. Against Texas Tech, it was just uh, Caleb Williams kind of put it on a rope to him on a, on a deep uh, sideline throw. And um, Mims just made the corner miss and took it to the house. And he just looked so explosive in the open field. Uh, it just feels like we're con- – like, this is it, – it's wild how quickly these wide receivers make an impact in college football. Yeah. That's a good point. And and then also on top of that, how many there are. Like, we, we just talked about Worthy and Anthony as true freshmen. We're now talking about these three. Parker Washington's a little uh, more uh, out of nowhere. But, mm-hmm. uh, like, Mims and Smith and Jigba, like, there's just so many wide receivers in every class. Are wide receivers the new running back? I was supposed to say the same thing. Yeah, I think so. I mean, and even going to, uh, like, a few years deep into the NFL now where it's we've had great wide receiver class after great wide receiver class. You know what I mean? Like, Mm-hmm. No, I, I do think wide receiver is the new running back, and I mean it only makes sense when you think about football as a whole, and you know the shift away from the running game that there would just be more, more and more wide receivers, and more and more wide receivers being superstars. Uh, but wide receivers are, I think, harder to replace top wide receivers than top running backs. Uh, yeah, definitely. That's just positional. Value. Yeah, I'm still going to draft wide receivers in the first round, baby. But there's more good wide receivers than there are good running backs. But that doesn't mean they, the top guys aren't replaceable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, finally, I I do want to say I put CJ Stroud here too. Uh, surprise, surprise! Yeah. Shut up. That touchdown throw to Olave was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Stepped up in the pocket, avoided pressure, laid it out there perfectly for Olave. Olave was pretty open, but looked yeah, awesome. That was a good throw. Um, he he's just. And it was uh, it was almost like everything before the throw that made that such a special play. I thought um, he also didn't really the moment never seemed too big for him. He was frequently uh, making big time throws. Jeremy Rucker down the seam late in the game was a pretty big one. Um, but I, I I truly believe he's going to be a top quarterback prospect in next year's class he's been phenomenal since that Oregon game and even in that Oregon game when they lost I feel like the loss overshadowed like he didn't play that poorly it was more the defense than anything mm, the picks were like, bad but yeah he, he and, and he that was like his third career start or whatever yeah. no like he wasn't bad bad but just the interceptions no like okay. his since then he has been so efficient he's been extremely accurate uh obviously has three great receivers but um he his his pocket mobility not as a runner but just navigating muddy pockets he's just been really i think impressive and and not talked about as much because 
Ohio State hasn't had the same clout since the loss. Um, yeah. I, I, I think I truly think him, Caleb Williams, and um, Bryce Young are the three best quarterbacks in the country right now, other than Bailey Zappi. Okay, you're, you're, you added that last part there. Uh, speaking of clout, this is a guy that got a lot of clout from old PFF entering the year. They're calling him the best running back in college football. I don't think any of us agreed with that. But uh, he's kind of, I don't know, I don't know if I want to say quiet, but quieter than he was as a freshman, I guess. Tank Bigsby had a really good game for Auburn. Kind of back to being that, like the bell cow for the old Tigers there. 140 yards, 23 carries, touchdown. Uh, I thought he looked good. I'll throw one more name out there. Jalen Carter, every week. It wasn't like mm-hmm. the most flashy, over-the-top performance or anything, uh, but he's just a fucking monster. That's how I feel about him and like him and Jordan Davis most weeks. Yeah. They're having massive impacts, whether it shows up in the stat sheet or not. Yeah. yeah. Like, nobody can do anything against that defensive front seven. It's ridiculous. It is. Um, okay, jumping to weekday warrior. I'm going to go with two coastal guys. Uh, I'll start with uh, Jeffrey Gunter, who I thought two weeks ago when we did the mock, uh, I thought he had a tough, tough performance against App State. I thought he struggled. He had a big bounce back against Troy. Um, he had uh, a sack and a half. He had the game-winning fumble recovery at the end. Uh, I thought he he looked a lot, uh, a lot more consistent in his pass rush. The his full sack was um, he's lined up in like a a four eye like four-point stance and it was just like this little hand slap to the the right tackle and the right tackle just had no business facing jeffrey gunter and it it was an easy sack he swallowed the quarterback but uh i i think gunter's a guy who had not just hype from myself but Mm -hmm. hype from other people entering the year and i think he's gonna end up at the senior bowl and I, i think he's gonna be a nice day three pick yeah uh earlier than later day three too i think yeah, and then I also have to talk with my guy, Javon Heil, because it's every week with him. Yeah. Uh, he just looks so smooth. I, I know I, I I had him as my number one Sunbelt wide receiver, and the Sunbelt has a handful of good receivers mm-hmm. over the summer. And he just, every week, he's getting consistently open. He, does, he has such good ball skills, and it's big play after big play down the sideline. Helps that Grayson McCall is a fantastic quarterback. But, yeah, 5 for 116, a score against Troy. Uh, he's silky smooth and I love him. Bit of a down week for McCall. I think this is probably his worst game of the year so far. Well, he was banged up too. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, quieter week for likely too. But uh, I will move from Thursday to Friday night and uh, go with it to pass catchers for the Wolf Pack. Uh, they were howling under the moon against UNLV. Uh, first and foremost, Cole Turner. I think Cole Turner is. Still extremely underrated, Rob. Uh, seven catches, 63 yards, two touchdowns. It's like week after week. Cole Turner just like, posts up in the end zone. Uh, Strong just throws it like outside his frame, and he flashes that massive catch radius he's got. Back shoulder, extends out, plucks it, touchdown. Second touchdown of the game. Uh, just a one-handed stab on a crosser. It was over his head. Sweet catch. Um, Strong putting like, a nice loft on it. He snags it, dives into the end zone. was beautiful. Uh, and Romeo Dubes doing Romeo Dubes things. Um, not a massive game. Four, four catches, 58 yards, and a touchdown. Sweet touchdown. I'll talk about Strong later, though, so I don't have to break that down. But I really think Cole Turner's being really, really underrated in this whole tight end process, Rob. I'm going to go ahead and say part of the problem is when Nevada plays. No one um, watches. No one watches, one, because it's generally a Saturday and there's other games to watch, and Nevada hasn't been ranked. 
Yeah. And two, when they play on weeknights, it's a late night game. Yeah, so like ten o'clock w- w- Friday. Okay. Yeah, versus like I think it's it's a good comparison with like people are talking about Isaiah Likely. Because, and to be fair, Likely you know has like like that yes. absolute monster game. Yes, a hundred percent. But it also helps that his team is has pretty much been ranked the whole. I think has been ranked the whole season. Yeah. Um, and they they're playing when they play a weeknight game. They're playing. 7 30 people they are kinda, actually yeah. watching so I, I think the cole turner hype is going to catch up um once the season com- comes to Agreed. an end and people really start to dive in Agreed. but uh the, the tight end class remains so interesting to me because it's deep but it's not top heavy and uh, at this point in time like no one's truly separated themselves i don't think as a top I, 50 guy yeah. i don't i don't even know that like would you confidently be like this is a top one hundred tight end in the class? Do you do you feel that way about any of them at this point? Like a pr- pr- obviously, once you di- di- dig yeah. into the tape, you'll have a better idea. But just based on season, it's hard to say that, right? Yeah, no, no one that I'll like pound the table and be like, this guy's a lock to go top one hundred. Uh, I think there are a handful of guys with that potential. I, I like I think Jalen Watermeyer and Jeremy Rucker. Um, Probably, yeah. Well, pr- like the NFL, those are the type of guys the NFL is yeah. just gonna uh, like. But I mean. I, I think the more interesting guys are guys like Cole Turner um, and, and, and Likely and guys I hope we see at the Senior Bowl. There's a good crop of potential Senior Bowl tight ends. You know what? I'll add something though, just on this little little chat here. Trey McBride, the hype has only grown for him, and I feel like Cole Turner is a way better football player. But like he, he deals with the same situation as Turner on a worse team. Anyways, um, yeah, like right now, if you were to ask me to put money on who I think the first tight end would be uh, selected, I I don't know who the fuck I'd put money on. I think if I had to put money on someone, uh, I would put it on Weidermeyer. I think that is but fair. I, I I think we both align with him in turn, like with thinking he's a safe prospect, but not like a top of the line. Like I don't think he's a Pro Bowl type tight end at this. Point. Yeah, I, I, again, we haven't finished our evaluations, of but of course. But yeah, I think he he he's the the guy still for now. Um, anyone else? Or you want to jump into the best where we can talk, do some Michigan State and Michigan talk? Probably. Uh, yeah, let's let's do best. Okay, so I I think it's impossible not to pick. By the way, you cursed yourself by not taking Kenneth Walker with the final pick in our mock draft last week. You took Brees to Hall to spite myself. me, and Kenneth yeah. Walker went ahead and ran for 197 yards and five touchdowns against Michigan. Um, it was pretty ridiculous. I, uh, I mean, it was big play after big play. It was like his, his short area quickness and then ability to hit top speed so yeah. fast is, he is so fun. He's, I, I think, put himself into the first round conversation. Um, if you're going to talk running backs first round, no running backs been better than him. That's a no. fact. Like um, he is at the season end of the day, he the Heisman is his. This was his yeah. Heisman performance to this point. Yeah. Um. No. No. I don't think any player in the country's had a bigger game in in a bigger game than him. No. He just the he's got that kind of he can be that one cut and hit it guy and get straight north south real quick, but he can also make a guy miss in a phone booth. And, and I think he he has great peripheral vision. Um. The one touchdown. Um. I think it was the Michigan State's first touchdown where he like kind of ran into the pile up the gut and yeah. out of the side of his eye I saw an open lane hit it. It was ridiculous. Call. Yeah, like, yeah, like that was 
and then later in the game, even like there was some great blocking at times, but his late touchdown in that game, um, he just hits 100 so fast. Like I think he's he's uh, he's the most dynamic running back in this class at least. Um, the amount of times it felt like Michigan had him bottled up, and it turned into a first down, like a 10 yard plus run, was fucking ridiculous. Um, you know the, the the bittersweet thing with this is that I do love Kenneth Walker. I know you, you do. So like it doesn't. Like, it hurts, but it, it's not. Like, if it was, you know, if it was Lev Bell doing this back in the day, I'd be fucking pissed. I did not like Lev Bell. But, but at least Kenneth Walker's bittersweet. And, like, we look smart. You know, this was a big home run for both of us uh, going back to the summer. Um, throw some more, like, uh, he broke 13 tackles. He averaged seven yards after contact per attempt. Like, uh, he was a freak. No, definitely. This this was the biggest Heisman performance on the season. And, um, like, like we've talked about, the Heisman's pretty wide open. And, uh, he staked his claim big time with his performance, and just the plays he was making was pretty silly, man. Like it, it was, it was pretty amazing. And totally agree with you. Just the, the burst, like he just, he, he his feet will be stopped, and he'll he'll be top speed in absolutely nothing. And he's special. He's a great player. Uh, and it's funny because as great as his offensive performance was, I think they're like directly across from him. I think the best defensive performance came from. I I know you might argue David Ojabo. But I think it was Aiden Hutchinson again. Oh, they're both shit. Michigan sucks. I put um, actually didn't mention Hutchinson anywhere. I, I put a job for shooting up the board though. I I thought Hutchinson was absolutely unblockable throughout that game. I I was pretty focused on him. Yeah. Uh, I think the Michigan State tackles were friggin' Bad. put in a hole by him. Yeah. Uh, both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, Ojabo, I also have for shooting up the board. Um. But yeah, like H- Hutchinson. On his, I think he only actually had one sack. He did, but yeah. even on that sack, he was held. Uh, yep. <laughs> it, 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 like he, the flexibility he shows for a big man in the explosive first step is ridiculous for like a six six yeah. two seventy. Like you get the Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa type vibes, especially because we're in ninety seven. And and then on top of that, like he was constantly disrupting passing lanes with his arms. Mm-hmm. Um, he he! I thought he was opening up stuff for Ojabo too on the other side because Michigan State was so totally. focused on Hutchinson. They were yep. they were kind of double teaming him throughout the game. Um, and I think yeah, part of Ojabo's huge performance—not that he didn't play amazing—but part of that huge performance was because of the the attention Hutchinson was receiving. Um, Hutchinson looks like a top ten. Where do we have him go in our, our mock? Like top five, three? I think yeah. Yeah, like that's where he's at. He has been better than advertised. He has yeah. been everything and more. Uh, and it's every week. It's it's like the Chase Young, Nick Bosa season where, no matter what else is happening on the field, he is unblockable. Yeah, like obviously I love Aiden Hutchinson fully completely. I will say that there was a couple runs that he kind of misplayed, but like it's hard because the whole defense couldn't stop Kenneth Walker, right? But it's just you expect a little bit more. Like you know what I mean? You expect him to make just because I'm you know I need him to make the plays, right? There was a couple that. He just kind of bit inside and kind of got turned around on, on Walker runs. I think one of the touchdowns, it was like, oh, God. Like, fuck, he should have made the play. But, no, I mean, he's he's fantastic. He's amazing. I think he's a top ten. Plus, that was a fumble. Oh, fuck, yes. Uh, why are you getting me started, Rob? I was freaking out all I just, I, I know. I just want to mention, like, he should have had that. T- that should have been a, an Aiden Hutchinson touchdown 100%. on the David Ojabo strip. It was like. You can argue it's fifty fifty, but if it was fifty fifty, you stick with the play on the the, the call on the it, field. Not, the call was a touchdown. It doesn't make sense. Okay, look quick. I'll do this very quick. The Kenneth Walker touchdown where he threw the ball backwards. I think it was a touchdown. 
But that was as much as go to the field and stick with the call as the Michigan touchdown that was taken away. And those that fl- like I think Kenneth Walker touchdown 100%. I agree. But to do that call and then take the Michigan touchdown away is fucking bullshit. And I will not get over that. But so so okay. Who, who who's your best defensive? Look, I uh, had to because I didn't want to bring up this fucking game too much. <laughs> I, uh, I put in Kobe Dean because he okay. was fucking well, fantastic. He was my number one for shooting up the board, yeah. especially, specifically because each week he makes a huge play, uh, it, a game-changing play on top of playing just great defense in general. Yeah. But the pick six was ridiculous. He was lined up over the running back out wide. Yeah. He looked like a corner. I know. With his clicking close, attack the football house call <laughs> like that. The minute that happened, you and I were both like, "What the fuck?" He's such a freak it's is he i I wonder like i'm really excited to dig on in on him and how his lack of size will impact his stock but he's been the most dynamic linebacker in the country yeah no uh, and i don't think anyone's close i mean yeah like he's he's not long right but i don't know like so he wasn't just that play on the ball too in the passing game like that was amazing they just sat out on that look like corner one in the draft never mind helpy one but then the the pbu was beautiful too just on the crossing route uh he kind of went outside on it and then readjusted reread it uh stuck to the route and made like a sweet leaping yeah yeah it was an almost amazing interception uh also as always, looked phenomenal blitzing, adding yeah. pressure up the gut. The linebackers Georgia has, the off-ball linebackers blitz so well, it's stupid. Um, yeah, he had the pick, six, obviously. He should have had the interception there. And then he created the Smith interception because mm-hmm. he blitzed and hit Richardson and, and led to the shit throw. And, uh, yeah, do you, Normally, you're the one with the PFF stats. You Can I give you one? Please. I don't got any this week. Only two linebackers had 90-plus pass rush and coverage grades in a season since 2016. Uh, Zavin Collins last year and N'Kobe Dean so far this year. That's fun. See, and again, I wish the Cardinals would blitz Zavin more, but that's beside the point. Um, it's it's amazing how much he is standing out every single week, like you just said, uh, affecting the game in multiple ways on what might be the greatest defense in college football history. Like, that's just ridiculous to me. And... And he's covering punts and making tackles on the punt plays. Yeah, he's, a, he's the like I know the the he's I think he's going to test great, but the lack of size yes. is going to be the hangup. Yeah. But football coaches are going to love him because the intensity he brings and the fact that he's he brings it on special teams. Coaches love that shit. Yeah. No, I d- definitely agree. Um. Okay. So him, Dean and Ojabo were my number one and number two shooting up the board. You want to do Ojabo because you got him uh, for shooting up the board as well? Yeah, let's talk Ojabo. Um, he has had such a remarkable season. Obviously, coming over from Scotland, not playing football until his uh, junior year in high school, I believe. Um, <laughs> and going on to this. And, like, a guy I didn't know entering the the season this year on Michigan. And um, he – I think week one or two – I mentioned him so many times this year already because he's been fantastic. And it definitely does help having Aiden Hutchinson attract so much attention opposite of him. But it's not like he's not p- pulling his own fucking weight and making big boy pass rushes. You know what I mean? And, and on the should be strip sack touchdown for Hutchinson, yep. Ojabo's pass rush move. I've watched it like eight trillion times. It was so weird. He almost he, he like gives a jab step, kind of dead leg inside. And Basketball background. It, yeah. Oh, it really? Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And soccer. Yeah. 
and then he kind of like flashes his hands and then just dips under and, and beats yeah. the, la- the left tackle for the strip sack or should be strip sack. Um, sack I, I just thought that was yeah. that was a really really cool pass rush move. And then uh, his other sack came just again getting underneath. He's yep. explosive. He's bendy and yep. opposite Aiden Hutchins. They're the best pass rush duo in the country. Plus Ojabo wearing that five five. I'm getting my Brandon Graham. I know, bump. I know, it really does, right? <laughs> you got you got a Bose and a, and a Graham. Um, no, he's been amazing. Um, do you think he comes out this year? Just he's been so good. I don't know, cause I wonder if having a guy like Aiden Hutchinson, who obviously he was hurt but returned, yeah, uh, having him across from him and seeing how much he's helped himself this year, I wonder if that would influence it. It's a good question. Uh, by the way, I'm pretty sure that he went to high school with Odafeo Owe, too. Oh, I'm really? pretty sure. Imagine trying to, I'm pretty sure. Imagine trying to block both of them. Imagine trying to play them both in basketball. <laughs> in basketball, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll double check now. I'm pretty sure they did, though. They're both New Jersey guys. Yeah, they did. They did. They did. They did. Imagine that. That'd be fucking nasty. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, okay, so from two defensive players, let's jump over to Jahan Dotson, who I think yeah. deserves a shout-out. Despite the the loss, uh, he's been ridiculously productive all year. Had eleven catches for one hundred and twenty seven yards. Also had the rushing touchdown on the Wildcat, yeah. uh, on the Wildcat quarterback sweet play, just sweet play to get to that pile on there too. And it's just every week he's he's despite having not fantastic quarterback play, though Sean Clifford played better than I expected. He did. Dotson is just making insane play after insane play. I think the kind of the that that deep shot where um where he almost it, it was almost a helmet the helmet catch, catch? yeah 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 like <laughs> I, I i fully thought he had that like i and, and i thought he had that cuz he's Johan Dawson he seems to have everything mm-hmm. um he i don't think's going to be in the first round but i the vibe i'm getting right now with him is he's going to be the Elijah Moore of the class where everyone thinks he should go in the first round and he he won't necessarily because of lack of size, uh, and though Elijah Moore hasn't lived up to the hype yet, uh, I think Dotson's going to be yeah. an instant impact slot receiver in the NFL. Like last year, it was a lot of big plays for him. This year, it's a lot of consistently pick up the first downs, being the go to chain mover, being the, the the yeah what they need. Yeah, just underneath killing you on slants, killing you on on quick outs. Uh, he's just been phenomenal. Uh, I, I don't have any, but I, I'm just curious. I don't know if you have one in the summer. you have any vibes, pro comp vibes from Dotson? Let me check what I wrote over the summer. Because, I mean, he's, like you just said, it, you know, he's doing all of this despite the rest of the offense, too. They have no running game. Like you said, Clifford played better this week, but he's usually terrible. Um, like, <laughs> he's just the dude. Yeah. It's so impressive. And, like, both, both of the last two games against Ohio State, um, he just stepped up and almost pulled this one off too i mean yeah uh i i didn't write anything down over the summer um but I, i'm sure i'll think of something like a greg jennings-esque <laughs> a little bit yeah, yeah that no. just off the top of my head <laughs> no, it's funny, uh, he's definitely someone who feels like he, he gives off a vibe but i'm not sure who it is yeah he, I he, he, he i i think him and chris olave at the senior bowl is going to be freaking yeah. ridiculous yeah for sure um we're hitting a lot of my guys. I don't have too too many. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say because I, I stayed up and watched most or like half of that of that Nevada game. So we haven't talked too much Carson Strong. 
um, on the show, to be honest. Because, again, like you said, they're playing in these weird time slots. Um, but I thought he was good, man. He was 37-49, 417 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, had a pick I'll get to in a second. He just makes it all look really easy, I thought. And, yeah, it was UNLV, and it's supposed to be easy. But I, I thought he was just so composed, so in control of that offense. Um, some people will knock on his mobility, but I thought he was just operating in the pocket so beautifully. Um, I mentioned already the first touchdown where just another classic Turner red zone post up, and he's just so good. He's just so good. Puts a back shoulder every single time. Uh, he trusts Turner to just go and make that ridiculous stretching grab, and he's just so good, I, I think, at giving both him and Dubes and whoever else he's throwing the ball to a chance, but also like putting it where only his receiver can get it. It's a really good combo, and I think that will translate pretty well. But um, the second time, the second touchdown, the one to Dupes I mentioned earlier, uh, just a dart, just a dart. And, again, like kind of over the defender, uh, puts it up high because he knows Dupes can get it, but, like, in a good spot too, and kind of just buzzes the DB set. He's really good. He's really good. The interception was fucking terrible. I think it was just a miscommunication with Turner, but he threw it into, like, Triple coverage and then five yards over him, but but regardless, take all that away. I thought he was just so in control, so so impressive. And uh, in a year where you know all these other quarterbacks that were getting pumped up as first round picks outside of Matt Corral and even I mean Malik Willis hasn't stolen a show either, but everyone else kind of shit the fucking bed. And Strong hasn't, and he, I feel like he's again. I think like I mentioned Turner, he's not getting enough credit uh, right now for it. You know what I mean? No one's watching Nevada but you, okay? You know, hey, but... uh, who, who was on strong first? No one's watching Nevada before me. <laughs> there still aren't, but still. Um, I'm going to go with a more mainstream program here. I'm going to say Kyron Williams. He had a huge bounce back. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he needed He's that. had a bit of a quiet season, yeah. and he just tore up North Carolina. Did you see his, like, 90-whatever-yard touchdown run? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sorry, quickly. Like the, the running performance hasn't been like great this year. But for the pass, me. yeah, the pass. Pros, but like, yeah, so. you make so much pass. Pro, like, where I don't, th- we have, we obviously have never mentioned him as sliding down the board or anything. So, I, and I don't think we should have. But yeah, no, I mean, this was the big bounce back game that he needed. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the 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 like ninety one yard touchdown where he he was swallowed up in the backfield, cut, broke a tackle, cut it back, threw a stiff arm, and then just yeah. shot out of a cannon was ridiculous. Um, he, he had a, a couple runs where it just didn't look like anything was there. And then he, he cut it, he cut it. He, he just seemed really patient and showed off, I thought really strong vision on top of the quicks and, and on top of the contact balance for a smaller back. Mm-hmm. I just thought it, it was worth pointing out. Um, he had a big game cause yeah, he, he ran for 199. No, it was, it was. Carolina. Yeah, no, uh, definitely. It was one of the best running backs, uh, this week. I mean, it, it was just, sorry, sorry. Last thing. Just such a reminder game, and I'm happy that he had it. Uh, two more thing, two more guys quick. Uh, I thought Terrell Bernard against Texas was awesome. Um, another undersized linebacker yeah. like Nicobe Dean who does everything. Uh, he is a really good blitzer. He flies downhill. Uh, he was one of my favorite guys over the summer, and he, he was a big part of bottling up Bijan Robinson. Um, He's important for that, that Baylor defense. Yeah, they, they, have, they have a couple dudes. That Baylor team's fun. Dave Miranda, baby. Yeah. Uh, and then, oh, Kevin Jarvis, the Michigan State guard. Uh, I I know their tackles sucked, but I thought the, the interior O-line, play, <laughs> yeah. Jarvis and Allen in particular, I thought played really well, and Jarvis looked fantastic on the run, especially on that, that late, the the final, 
the fifth touchdown run of Kenny Walker. Uh, I thought Jarvis did a phenomenal job on that. No, and, and like none of the pass rush was really coming from the interior. And like Hinton's good for like you know a flash or two a game. Like and it, it really did feel like they're pretty locked up inside. Mm. Anyone else? Or you want to get to shooting down? No, let, let's get to sliding down. Um, anyone that really stand up and and slap you in the face <laughs> that they're bad this week? I just wanted to point out like how little Eric Gray plays for Oklahoma at this point. Yeah, I you know what I didn't even write him down. It crossed my mind, but it's. You know, it, I almost wanted to look back and, like, just kind of find the the accumulation of guys that we had, you know, interest in in the summer that have really not been relevant at all. Like, you know, I, I, met, I, met, I mentioned Jerry on Ely. We've done uh, Gray before, and he's just, like, yeah. he's, he's irrelevant. And it's it's weird because he was so good at Tennessee for what he had there, yeah. and you've ever, everyone thought he would have a huge year, and especially because Kennedy Brooks opted out last year, but it's yeah. still... Kennedy Brooks is still the safe back they go with. I like um, Kennedy Brooks, man. And, and, and Marcus Majors playing more than Eric Ray yep. now. Uh, and, like, in an offensive performance where Texas Tech couldn't stop them, like, Eric Ray had four touches. And that's kind of his his play. His play or his snaps have totally decreased. And it's, uh, it's just, yeah, I don't know. Because I, I thought he was such a dynamic, both as a pass catcher, and a runner, and now it's there's not a whole lot going on there. Yeah. Um, I also want to mention Matt Corral, uh, mainly in terms of injuries mm-hmm. are starting to become something to think about with him. And obviously, he's not the biggest guy in the world, uh, but he was banged up again. Um, and I, he didn't play his best game against Auburn, and and I think Auburn's defense played really well. Zacoby uh, Z- McLean deserves a bit of a shout out too. Um, but this quarterback clashes, even though Matt Corral has kind of been the dude all year, his play has not been the same in recent weeks. No, and obviously that is due to injury, but then obviously and that plays a part of the exa- draft stock. Exactly. And it's just like, I don't know, with the quarterback play this year and seeing what you have in Bryce Young and, and, and CJ Stroud next year, I wonder if a team like Detroit picking at the top, like, are these teams going to be interested in quarterbacks? Like, in our Detroit's mock, going had, defense. Detroit's going yeah, defense. Yeah, in, in our in our mock, we didn't have any quarterbacks, and it's just, I don't know. It's 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 going to be interesting to see how this quarterback uh, class shapes out. Um, everyone else I have is from the Penn State and the Ohio State game. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of my uh, my thing too. Last thing on Corral though, sacrilegious, but would an opt out make sense for him at this point? Um, just crossed my mind. I mean, he's I banged up. They're he's a, running him thirty times a game, which I is think, ridiculous. I think if he played a different position, but because yes. he's a quarterback, yeah. he could no. Like I think he can't. Crazy. He can't. It'll just be such a bad look. But like he, he should maybe, but he would never. That's no. no. But I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, going to this game, I think first and foremost, uh, Rasheed Walker, pretty stinky again. Um, Beaten yeah. by by Smith, who was good. Both? I don't know if you mentioned him anywhere. Yeah, yeah I, I did. Was, I did. Yeah. I was gonna say both Penn State tackles looked terrible. Yeah, no, they did. They did. And Smith kind of just wrecked him on this on the cage scoop and score. They can't yeah. run the ball. Rasheed Walker, yeah. I think, has been one of the big uh, sliders this year in general. Yeah, he. We've mentioned him as a slider before. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, no, he just he it felt like he kept getting caught like flat footed. Uh, yeah. Against Smith and Zach Harrison, who had a bit of a bounce back game, um, but yeah, both of them ate him alive. He didn't know what to do with hands. 
I thought he struggled also on Penn State's defense. Like Jaquan Brisker had one of his tougher games. He gave up a huge catch to Jeremy Rucker. Yeah. Uh, and he gave up that that Olave touchdown. He had his hips turned the wrong way and then was just smoked. Um, it, Ohio State did a good job kind of exposing him in coverage. Mm-hmm. That's uh, going to be the game that, uh, yeah. you know, you love him for the other plays he makes, but this the you'll go back to this tape. Yeah, because he's, he's, he's the a, best group. and yeah, You, you got to deploy him the right way. He's a box safety, and, uh, like, he was playing deep half or single high on that mm-hmm. Olave touchdown, and that just not going to work. I also thought on the defense, Brandon Smith didn't have a very good game. I thought he he a couple times just got caught way out of the play. Like didn't mm-hmm. didn't read his keys and just took himself way out of the play. He was also getting swallowed up by the Buckeyes off its line. Uh so I thought those three Penn State guys really struggled. Um I also want to say Haskell Garrett didn't have like I know he had the yeah. fumble recovery, but it's just and the PBU at the end. But other yeah. than that, nothing. But uh, yeah, he's had a very like he. I, f- I feel like he's had a handful of big fumble recoveries this year. <laughs> but uh, he is in a weak interior defensive line class where he was one of the yeah. more marquee names. He's he's had a, a fairly quiet season, specifically in their bigger games. Um, no, I had him here like, too. Um, my man's eight Akron alive, but he's he like he would. He was quiet against Oregon. He's quiet yeah. against Penn State. Yeah. Um, he was quiet against Minnesota in the opener. Uh, uh, yeah. No, I had him here. You know what? Okay, I'm going I'm to say Zach Harrison. I know he didn't have a bad game this week at I all. I put him for – I think he made me look stupid. I think him and Tyreek Smith both played better I than Smith I was, was expecting. Think, okay, well, okay, yeah. I think that's fair. But I want to say just in general, obviously, he's just not had the year, and people are still kind of no, like giving but, him love. And I'm not saying this is the funny? week to do about it, but it's, yeah. Uh, you know what's funny? I was going to put him for sliding down the board, uh, and then I was like, in my head, I was like, he actually played better in yeah. my eyes than normal. No, I, he did. But, I agree. But last week, where I saw him as like the 30-something player on someone's board. Yes. So that's why and I like, He has not here. played up to that. So it's it's funny. I think you can argue either way. Either way, I think Tyreek Smith played much better than him. Exactly. And, and that, that's the, a part of my point, too. Yeah. And, and Tyreek Smith's not the Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa, Chase Young. He's the Jonathan Cooper Ohio yes. State edge rusher. Yeah, very much By so. By the way, Sometimes Jonathan, it is Jonathan Cooper. Yeah. Jonathan Cooper having a, a, a solid year for the Broncos. Yes, he is. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like he met Smith at Clifford on that cage touchdown, uh, but I don't know. Like with how poorly uh, the, the tackles play, especially Walker, I I, I don't know. I, I I still expect so much more from him. And like you just said, the people still got him in their top thirties, and so many other edges like Aiden Hutchinson, and even the guys that kind of popped out of nowhere have outplayed him by leaps and bounds. Mm-hmm. His stock coming into the actual draft uh, season is going to be really interesting to watch. Okay, I got my out-of-nowhere prospects. I got a linebacker and a running back who played linebacker last year. Uh, Quay Walker, the Georgia yeah. linebacker opposite Nicobe Dean, yeah. who is the the least talked about guy in that front seven that is dominant, I thought he was awesome against Florida. He was everywhere against the run. Um, he's a, he's a, got a little more size to him than Nicobe Dean, not the same athlete, but he like he's a good football player. Can I, can I jump in quick? Yeah. Because I, uh, I ended up with Nolan Smith because I feel like I just like to give credit to these other Georgia defenders because uh, Quay Walker was, like, all over the place in the run. I think he had, like, 12 tackles. And Nolan Smith just felt like he was in the right spot at the right time all the time and had, like, a big first half especially. Uh, had the monster strip on Richardson where he just fucking ripped the ball out of his hands. 
uh, had the inf- in- interception that I mentioned earlier off the off the tip. Um, he's kind of you know he can rush the passer too. Kind of an interesting dude. Um, both both Quay Walker and Nolan Smith, um, big recruits mm-hmm. who have taken a couple seasons to season, and uh, now quietly the the more unheralded but impactful players in that front seven. Yeah. Uh, I think Nolan Smith can be an interesting case because he was a big five-star. And obviously, his first two years he was in the rotation, didn't have a big, big impact. Um, Jermaine Johnson transferring to Florida State actually helped him a lot because mm, now point. he's playing a consistent role. And uh, I'm wondering if he if he goes back – sorry, huge Toledo touchdown. If he goes back next year, um, if he'll be looked at as one of the top – pass rushers in the class heading and in, in, uh, senior pass rushers in the yeah. class. Who can kind of do it all, too. Like, you can drop him back a bit, and he's an interesting guy. Who's your uh, running back? Oh, Abram Smith, the Baylor running back, who initially played running back for Baylor. They moved him to linebacker because of a need last year. Uh, moved him back to running back this year, and he's been he's been the their workhorse. He's just a big physical runner. Um, it's not, like, splash, splashy plays. But it's just consistent, like seven yards a pop, and uh, I think for a team who wants a guy who's going to be able to play special teams, um, I mean, how many running backs in the country have forty-eight tackles last year? Um, <laughs> but yeah, like nine hundred thirty yards on the season, eleven touchdowns, five eleven, two twenty, uh, and just really mean runner. I like watching that Baylor team. It's a weird team that plays good defense and runs the ball well and physically. Um, Jeff Jeff Grimes has done a phenomenal job in year one at Baylor, by the way. Can I bring something up weird and maybe completely off? Well, not off topic, but like, are we seeing a bit of a culture shift in the Big 12 where obviously Oklahoma and Texas are going out soon, but there's a lot more teams that are playing defensive football first. You know what I mean? Like, like Baylor's that team now. Uh, OK, St- OK State's been that team. Uh, even West Virginia's kind of been that team where they're playing just tough D first and foremost. And this flashy offense is going by the wayside. And I don't know if it's because. You know they've they've just had to recruit more at defense and like th- people have hired that way, but or they're like they're just not getting the, the offensive recruits like they used to. You know what I mean? But I do think we're seeing a bit of a culture shift there. I like that. It's it's interesting. Um, do you, who's your out of nowhere? Okay. Uh, oh, sorry, I told you. Mine was. Oh right, Nolan, Nolan Smith. Smith. Yeah. 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 Um, my prospects have made me look stupid. I I, I did mainly Tyreek Smith, but I thought add mm-hmm. Zach Harrison in here too. Uh, we talked about them. Who you got? Uh, I'm sticking with my school, too. How about Eric Hall? Because I think we both said all was pretty fucking stinky. Because he was pretty stinky. Uh, really going to catch anything last year. Got some hype in the summer. Uh, you know, there's some love there. Uh, even, like, all last year. I don't know why. But, anyways, he's come on the last few weeks. Got to give him some credit. And he was really great against Michigan State. Had 10 catches, 98 yards. It felt like he made the play every time, like, just converting third downs when – Cade McNamara hit him. Like, McNamara was pretty good, aside from the, the end of game interception, which was just a great play. Um, but it all feels like he's coming on. And it feels like he's, he's you know, because he's got the pedigree. He's got His name was already hovering around. But putting the actual performance, it feels like he's putting himself in the right in the thick of the tutting class now. Um, yeah, he, he, he looked very good. And, yeah. again, just confirming how deep this tight end class is. Yep, exactly. Um. Prospect versus prospect matchup. Yeah, I, I we already talked about ad nauseum, but I put that Ohio State passing game for that versus that Penn State defense. I put Nicholas Petit Frere versus Arnold. I can't say his last name. I yeah, think. thank you. 
Yeah. I th- I thought um, Ebiketti had some splashy plays. Yeah. Uh, a couple pressures. Um, big TFL. I like Ebiketti. I, I thought Petit Frere like didn't play a bad game either. Like mm-hmm. I thought they both just played a good, nice NFL talent game. Yeah. Um, I think the rest of like the Ohio State offensive line wasn't as great as they usually were. Not like they were bad, but just. Well, uh, um, Penn State line was shit though. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I I don't think the Penn State interior is very good. No, no, I don't think it is either. But um, I, I like Abiketti. I think he's gonna be a good good pro. I just there's something about him. He's just and obviously every single game he feels like he's making flashy plays. Uh, agreed. Um, well, oh, sorry. Well, sorry. While we're here, we might as well do a little bit more. What do you think about Tariq Castro Fields' his performance this week and just him in general? <laughs> I I have him for overhyped. Okay. Yeah, I agree with you. If I didn't put him there. I've got someone else you'll hate. But <laughs> I'm funny that I brought it up. I might as well do it now. Um, yeah, I feel like going into the week, everyone keep, like I've saw a lot of hype about Tariq Castro Fields. And, like, I've never got it before. Um, yeah, I've seen, like, consistently mentioned as a clear day two guy. Yeah. And I, I thought he did not look very good against Ohio State. I thought he was giving up a lot. Um I get that he's long and, and athletic, mm-hmm. but he seems like a guy who a lot of people are basing this off the trait to not the the play. I don't know. I just I feel like it's seems, been like that for like three years now. Yeah, like he'll he'll make some splashy plays here or there, but I I didn't think he had no really impressive game. No, I agree. I agree. Um, I played the box score. I got Jeremy Ruckert. Uh, I know he had the fumble, but he he's had. A quiet season, as Ohio State tight ends normally do. He had two huge first downs in this mm-hmm. game. I thought he looked good blocking. Um, I wanted to mention him somewhere, and I, I thought his impact generally goes beyond the box score with what yeah. he does as a run blocker. Uh, but he had two two huge catches in this game, too. Yeah, he definitely has not hurt his stock in the least this year. He's, If anything, he's helped himself, right? Um I just wanted to kind of give credit to the, to the Michigan State Edge, uh, Jakub Panasic, who we haven't really talked too much about, and I still don't know how to pronounce his last name. Uh, he's having a great year. It, it wasn't like this was a monster game against Michigan, but I feel like we had, well, I wanted to talk about him because, obviously, they, they beat us. Uh, had the two fumble recoveries, which were absolutely massive. McCarthy, ugh. But anyways, just really felt like like the important emotional leader for Michigan State. He's got He plays with an edge to him. Like kind of great mustache, got a great mustache. Led the comeback, uh, was around the ball a lot. Like didn't didn't stuff the stat sheet or anything. But those two fumble recoveries were huge. Yeah, he's uh, he's their John Simon. <laughs> that's a that's a good comp. Yeah, John Simon was like my favorite Buckeye for a while. <laughs> um, okay, my overhyped was Castro Fields. Who's yours? Yeah, you're gonna hate it, Drake London. Um, first and foremost, obviously, wanted to bring it up because uh, he's done for the year with a fractured ankle. Uh, sucks for Drake London's been having a fantastic year, but I don't know. Just still the discourse around London. People are acting like he's a lock for the Blitnikoff still, like with not missing the rest of the year, um, and like him still being a first round pick with the injury. Uh, I don't know. Like I, I thought London was always like, you know, the type to help his stock now because he's doing so much for USC, and they kind of fade fairly come draft time, but. Like there's gonna be big athleticism questions, and I don't know if he's gonna be healthy enough to answer them now. So, okay, I feel like, yeah. Who would you give the Blitnikoff to? I know my answer, but who would you give it to? Uh, who would you give it to? You know, Jareth Stearns. It's sixty yeah. catches in four games. Yeah, I mean, and Zappy's winning the the Davy O'Brien. 
Yeah. Okay. Just so we're... I feel like, like, okay, look, he's not going to – I hope he wins it because he's leading every category so much in London. Uh, Stearns is leading every category. That's what, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, do you actually think he can win it? I don't. No, I don't, but I would love to see him. That's okay. what I'm saying. Uh, but you know what London is leading the league in? Uh, the last time I checked, drops. And I know I mentioned that before, but, like, it feels so weird to me for people to act like he's some – like he's really he's a great college football player, but it, like to act like he's some slam dunk first round prospect when he's got that drops on his list. So can can we talk about how Tyrese Chambers, the FIU receiver, <laughs> is thirteenth in the country in receiving yards with only twenty nine catches? That's insane. He's averaging twenty six point three a catch. That's really fucked up. It's pretty he's amazing. A true, he's a true sophomore. No, he's a third year sophomore. He's my number one wide receiver in the class. <laughs> I respect that. Big play Thank guy. You. That's ridiculous. Um, no, but I, I, I guess in terms of name and stats, like there's no one out, out there who's gonna really pass Drake London for the. That's so weird. Well, like I, I would say David Bell, but he's still pretty far off. Mm-hmm. Uh, statistically, every other receiver who's near him, uh, is, is a G five guy. It's, it's Cuso, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, One of the Ohio State guys, it, it, like you can see them kind of. I I think Tra- Traylon Burks in terms of impact and Burks and Burks, yeah. But their season's a little, you know, down the wayside now too. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, give it to Jared Stearns, I guess. Uh, okay, transfer pro- popped on the scene. Okay, well, I, I still have this phrase as transfer of the week, so I give it to Kenneth Walker because he deserves being mentioned twice. Okay, I give it to Isaac Slade Matu Mata. Tia, the SMU linebacker who transferred from Oregon. Um, he jumped over a guy who he jumped over a running back, like who's standing straight up. And that was an, and, and then deflected a pass. And that was enough for me. I said <laughs> right then I was like, yep. Uh no, but he he's been um kind of the one of the more impactful G five defenders this year. That's a he's, huge he, transfer you. He's a, he had a really nice game. He's uh, he's made splashy plays. Um, I I felt I had to mention him. Plus, I like he was a, he was a good player in Oregon too. And then mm-hmm. he uh, obviously went. He followed what's his name there, the old USF head coach, SMU. Ah, uh, Jim Levitt. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, but he jumped over a guy. I thought that was enough. Okay, <laughs> uh, small school guy who caught your eye. Sticking to the same game, it's got to be Marcus Jones for that essentially walk off 100 yard kick return touchdown to win who who has been the best return man in the country yep like for two years yep yep and pretty pretty good corner too like like with a guy like that um and you know what we had a perfect example last year uh in uh avery uh Williams. williams um where a, a pretty good corner, an awesome return man. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Avery Williams was like an all-around great special teams player. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mar- Marcus uh, Jones, I think, is a, a better return man. Yeah. Um, h- how early does a guy like this go? That's a good question. I mean, I think Jones probably a better corner than Avery Williams was. Uh, I think like uh, just on corner alone, he's probably like you know late seventh type of dude but then you you factor in this and this is gonna be the, the highlight play you know like teams are gonna love this shit um i don't know jamal, like, jamal agnew 2.0 let him play a little receiver <laughs> agnew's pretty ridiculous but anyways 
Um, I don't know. Like you see some goofy picks getting to the fifth round. Why not him? Nine nine career return punt slash kick return touchdown six kick three punt. Um, Troy transferred by the way. Um, I actually didn't realize that. Yeah, four year starter as a corner too. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah, he is awesome. Um, the only shitty thing is the kick return is basically you know nearly eliminated in the NFL. But yeah, yeah, AJ wants more violence. Uh, my small school guy is also from that Coastal Troy game. I just want to shout out Carlton Martial, mm-hmm. the linebacker who is built like he's like he's five nine two ten. He's a safety in the NFL. How many but career he tackles made, does he have? He has 395 career tackles. <laughs> I knew you he had made, it. <laughs> he he made 14 tackles against Coastal. He was Some making it, it was pouring rain and it just seemed he just seemed like the ultimate badass. Like he's he's the biggest alpha on Troy campus, uh, and he's made every tackle for them for like four years. <laughs> yeah, it's and, amazing. And I just this guy screams special teams linebacker safety undrafted makes a roster and it's just. Or an awesome special teamer, or or, uh, or CFL, CFL Hall of Famer. Yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> but no, it's like every year he's got over 100 tackles. <laughs> it's, yeah. he had 18 tackles last week against Texas State. That's silly. Yeah, he's everywhere uh, for them. No, he's great. He is, he is everywhere. You know what else is great? Symbol. Symbol is the sports stock market that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. There are two ways to make money on Symbol. First, every time a team you own wins, you earn a cash win payout. Second, just like the stock market, if you think a team is going to increase in value, you can buy low and sell high for a profit. Use promo code SD to make your first deposit risk-free. That means even if you lose money or just decide the market isn't for you, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. All right, we got a 21-17 game in Toledo, Ohio on a Tuesday night in action. Just the second quarter, you might think this is the old Big 12 with the way this shootout's playing out. Matt Landers flew for an 80-yard touchdown. That's just a taste of what my Spotify green rooms are like at hashtag Maction Mania. And if you want more of that or other Spotify green room options, Download the app free in the iOS App Store. It's a live audio-only sports talk platform that lets you get in on the conversation. And you'll be notified when your favorite Spotify Green Room hosts go live. Come with your spiciest takes. Uh, my spicy take is my my big bounce backs this week in, in our picks. I had a tough week. I went two and three. I went one and four. Okay, yeah, but you suck. Well, I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm 26 and 14 on the season. 21, 18, and 1. Yeah, I'm, yeah, so, I'm so above water, baby. Yeah, you're making money. You're making money. It's all that matters. It's all that matters. Um, it's not a yeah. great week, Rob. It, 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 I didn't realize, which this is generally what happens when I put this, when we put our picks together, we realize if a week's going to be good or not. This is not a good week. No. I'm, okay, I'm going to say this too. This past week, the 330 games were big snooze. Yeah, they really were. It was. Like that Michigan Michigan State game was unbelievable. Amazing. Yeah, Georgia Florida like Georgia just good. before the second half just ran away with yeah. it. They're just too uh, good. And then obviously night game Penn State Ohio State. Um, but yeah, this week this week was tough. I was trying like hard. Like, are you excited? Uh, like no. Liberty Ole Miss is exciting just for the weird parts about it, <laughs> but the game itself probably not going to be amazing. No. Um. I don't know. I guess we'll get into it. I, I, I'll i start with a Wednesday, 7 p.m. I had to pick a Maction game. ESPNU, the, the Maction game, week one of Maction that I'm most excited about. Central Michigan at Western Michigan. 
the Mustangs are 10-point favorites at home. I'm riding the, the Stangs. They got Ooh. Caleb Ellaby. The I think this is a good chance for people to see how good Caleb Ellaby is, though, because mm-hmm. uh, people are going to tune in. Uh, and the, the, he he's – I mean, he's the – I think – a top 10 quarterback in this class. They also have a, a, a underrated running back in Michigan State transfer, Ladarius Jefferson, who I'm a fan of, who's a bulldozer. Uh, Sky Moore is probably the most dynamic pass catcher in the conference. They've, they've got some NFL talent on this team. Uh, Ralph Hawley, baby. Sean Tyler. Yeah, Ralph Hawley on defense. He's he's one of the most underrated interior defensive linemen, who's had a great year, by the way. Yeah. Just no one's watch, watching yeah. that games. Um now they there's will. A, yeah, now they will. So there's a lot there's a lot to like about this this Western Michigan team. Uh in, in Central Michigan, people forget their quarterback, Daniel Richardson, looks like he weighs 240 pounds. He's a thick king, yeah. He and he's like the has the greatest statistics in Miami high school history. Um we so love Daniel weird. Richardson. I I mean like who doesn't love Daniel Richardson? Great running back in Lou Nichols, one of the best in the in the conference. Um, it's like a five minute break. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, but by the way, I I forgot that Jacob Sermon, the old big recruit quarterback at Washington, transferred to Central Michigan. So sick. So sick. Uh, anyway, this should be this should be a great game. Troy Harrison on on that Central defense too. Uh, anyway, take the stinks. Sorry. Um, I'm not. This is not one of my picks, but because you just did 25 minutes, I'm gonna say chips plus the points, baby. Okay, but you always Dan Richardson's been your guy forever. Oh yeah, for a long time. For a long time. Um. Okay. What's your first game? I'm gonna just jump right to Saturday. I, I didn't want to mm. encroach on your territory. Oh, respect. Sorry, respect. Sir. Yes, thank you. Uh, so I want to go to noon ABC. The Forgotten Conference, the ACC, uh, the top team in the conference, the Wake Forest, Demon Deacons, d- absolutely disrespected, going to UNC. Yeah. Uh, the, the heels are minus two and a half. Give me the Deeks. Yep. Fucking disrespected. They're playing really good football, man. Uh, I don't care. Um, UNC's, like, bounced back a bit. Don't care. It's, Wake Forest. Like, they've, UNC just came off came off a loss to Notre Dame. Um, Sam... Sam Howells aren't even the best Sam quarterback in the state. That's Correct. Sam Hartman. Yep. S- Sam Hartman's been unbelievable this year. This team lost Kenneth Walker in, in their, yeah. uh, their rank nine in the college football Imagine? playoff rankings. Like... Jaquari Robertson and A.T. Perry have been awesome yeah. this year. Um, and defensively, Luke Masterson, that's like an, uh, an Iron Man there. But, uh, yeah, th- I think, like... If North Carolina wants to be relevant at all this year, they have to bounce back in a big way in this game. 100%. And I think the fact that Wake is a dog in this game, that that's gonna like Wake's gonna win because of that. Yep, I agreed. I mean, I don't think UNC would have bounced back much uh, if their conference wasn't so bad. Mm. Uh, I, I'm next. I got uh, noon. We have to take the Liberty yeah. Ole Miss, the Hugh Freeze Bowl. Liberty nine point dogs at Ole Miss. Matt Corral banged up. Malik Willis has dealt with some stuff, but he's 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 back. I think Liberty wins this game. I, I I'm <gasps> taking them plus nine, but I think Liberty goes in. I Hugh Freeze, it so much. Hugh okay. Freeze, uh, all the jokes, all that. My guy Hugh, who I don't actually like, and I hate Liberty as, as a school, but I love <laughs> Malik Willis. I think Malik Willis balls out, and I think with Matt Corral dealing with injuries and and whatnot, it's 
it, no matter what, I think this is the game I'm most excited for. For for us, it's the most relevant game this weekend, and it's not really close. I and I think it's also the most relevant for the college football community that like just loves like the sickos of college football, the guys who love just the jokes and the weird stuff to do with college football. This is their game too. It's the court. It's the NFL draft class, uh, groups game and the sickos game. I, I I think I'm a bit of both. So here we go. Uh, I'm taking the reps. It's. They're an SEC team, Rob. They're only minus nine. They're not a bad team. I know Corral's banged up. Fuck Liberty. Like that. That's no. Con- that's nothing controversial to say. Fuck Liberty. Uh, I also don't like Hugh Freeze. Uh, I do like Malik Willis. Is I want to see him ball. I want to see Matt Corral uh, say, "All right, young buck. I'm still here. I'm still. I'm still QB one." And slang it around the yard. This uh, to me, this is Malik. Covers. This is Malik Willis's chance to. To really put himself in that QB one combo. Agree, but you know what kind of scared me off. Uh, this was not relevant, maybe, but remember Trey Lance last year in his one showcase game, he forced it and he didn't look as good as he should have. Uh, that that crossed my mind here from Lake Willis, where this is his big game. This game's just full of people I fucking hate. Who's old Miss's defensive coordinator, EJ? Uh, that who shall not be named. Yeah, exactly. Malik Willis gonna tear that guy a fucking new one. Fuck that guy. <laughs> 3.30 p.m. CBS, number 13 Auburn at number 14 Texas A&M. Our lone top 25 matchup, and it just feels to me like neither should be ranked top 25, let alone top 20. Like, yeah, and What are they in the fucking playoff Auburn's ranking? F- Auburn's 13 and A&M's 14 in the playoff ranking. Yeah, Auburn, uh, Auburn's a fraud school in my eyes. What else is new? Yeah. yeah, they're always frauds. A&M, I mean, they did beat Bama, but they've like never looked good. No. No, no, no. But they got the I, talent. That. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to take a-, a-, a and M at Kyle Field. I yeah. trust a and M far more, and I trust Jimbo, and I tr- trust Zach Calzada more than I trust Bo Nix. Fucking, I hate Brian Harson, and I, I stand by that. Uh, I like Tank Bigsby. Um, I think this will be like a very low-scoring game. a mm-hmm. and pulls away, wins like 17-10. <laughs> Auburn's a, very, a fraud. Auburn it, will never not be a fraud. I'm gonna say 24-17 Tamu. Um, yeah, the Kyle Field difference, I think, is the difference here. They're gonna be doing their weird ass cult shit. Uh, gonna get some voodoo probably going on. I don't know. Um, <laughs> hey, and and they got the chip on the shoulder now that Auburn's ranked ahead of them. So uh, they feel like the, the playoff just set up Auburn to fail, and, and they're going to. Uh, okay, my final game. 7.30, ABC, then late slate sucks, eh? Yeah, it's, it's a nap time game. Yeah. I guess at least you have Michigan playing, which yeah. gives you something to watch. But I I've gotten really lucky with the Michigan TV schedule this year, I'll say that. Um, Congratulations. Ohio State's playing Nebraska at noon, so. That's sick. Thanks. Thank you. Um, Which is actually annoying, because I want to watch Wake and Liberty, <laughs> but whatever. Um. Yeah, so I, I just felt like I obligated to take a late game. Number four, Oregon, six and a half point favorites at Washington. Um, Jimmy Lake said this past week that or they don't consider Oregon what a rival in terms of recruiting Jimmy because Lake talking about because Washington is a smart school is essentially what he said. Yeah, but like, he, but like he, he said, said it USC weird. is a smart school. What is he talking about? Yeah, he he's it, the whole thing was weird. Anyway. Oregon's going to, I think, go into Washington and punch them in the fucking mouth. Yeah, I agree. Um, they're, they're just, I don't know. I, I, I Washington couldn't stop the Michigan pass rush. Are they going to stop Kayvon Thibodeau? 
who also had a great game this past week against mm-hmm. Colorado. Um, no, I, I don't see it. Uh, Oregon wins this game. I, I think, like, it's not going to be a destruction of Washington. Like, I think Oregon's a kind of a bit of a fraud as the number four they are. playoff They're overranked, ranking. yeah. But I, I, I still see, like, a 24-10 victory. Yeah, totally. And I, I see the committee's logic where they have to be over yeah, Ohio yeah, State. Yeah. But then so why like, are they over Cincinnati? Like, who who on this Washington offense gets get you? Like, no you think Dylan Moore's going to put the team on? <laughs> you think Dylan Moore's going to put the team on his back? You think no. Sean McGrew's about to pop off? No thanks. I miss the days of fun Washington quarterbacks. Regardless, Jake I, I... Browning? Well, like, who? <laughs> Come yeah, on. Yeah, Jake Browning. Jake, Jake Locker. Browning. Jake Locker. Of course, Jake Locker. And Jake, and Jake Browning. Just get a quarterback in Warren June. Moon. Play um, Sam Heward. Yeah, why not? Uh, Jacob Eason, Rob. Anyways, um, I didn't pick Jake that game, Brown. but I agree with you. Uh, so I'll give you my last two games. Uh, I call uh, one is goofy, so I, but I'll, I'll go to my ABC three thirty. Everyone's tuning into this one. Michigan State at Purdue. Ross eight is tricky, but Michigan State's only minus three. They're a good football team. I, I can't give me. They'll cover those three points. Like, come on. Uh, Purdue's tricky. David Bell's a stud, but they'll cover three. Kenneth Walker is, is on a mission right now. And my last game, 330 Fox. You're tuning into this one. The, the 330 slate's so good. you got to throw all these games on. Uh, Baylor, minus six and a half. Lots of Baylor talk already on the show, so I like this pick even more. At the TCU Horned Frogs that have a Just lame duck Jerry? coach. Like, Jerry, he's, Jerry he's also. But like Gary's also like involved in the game plan still. Uh, yeah, it's so fucking this weird. Sounds perfect. Double coaching. What do you? I do. I do. Jerry Kill is is. I love Jerry. One Kill. of my favorite people in college. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I love how he always pops up as an interim. The health issue always scares me. Guy. I love him so much. Yeah, he's good a great guy. guy. Um, but no, it, that's that situation is way too weird. Baylor's actually a good football team. Minus six and a half. They'll they'll win it by a touchdown. Can I pitch something to you? Absolutely. Jerry Kill wins out. A Mac team hires him as head coach. I would love to see that. I love that so much. I think Jerry Kill would be so 60. good for the Mac. He could coach a couple years in the Mac. Yeah. Been, like, I don't know. I fucking love Jerry Kill. Is Jerry Kill like the most university beloved college coach? I think so. No one dislikes Jerry Kill. Not not in the least. No, he's so he lovable. Just jumping from school to school as the assistant to the head coach to eventually take over as an interim. I like that. I think it's like they're always a little afraid of the health problems, but they want them in the pro. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Jerry Kill. A Mac school should hire him like a shit Mac. Like Akron should just get Jerry Kill in there and have Jerry Kill have a coach in waiting too because he's old. But, yeah. Anyway, that's that. Anything else? Uh, No. Uh, Are you excited for Gary Patterson's uh, song that he's going to write? Yeah, his next album. Now he's got time to put – like his heart and soul into the album. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, this is good for the music industry at large. 